Hello, and welcome back to the Drawcast, everyone. My name is Greg Martin, in case you have forgotten. We've been gone for two months. We've been working on a lot of different things, and we're going to get right into this one. Today on the show, we have a repeat guest. He is a meteorologist at Fox 2 in Detroit. His name is Derek Kever. Derek, how's it going today? Ah. Oh. Greg, it's going great, man. How you doing? It's good uh, to see you again. It's been a while, right? You, you had uh, you had uh, some repairs on your knee since the last time I saw you. That's right. I'm somewhat like uh, the Bionic Man, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so so here's what happened. So I tore my ACL. Yes, I was playing in a charity basketball game. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And I landed funny. Uh, I thought something bad happened. Turns out something bad did something happen. Something terrible happened, yeah. yeah. Tore the ACL, and so I had it repaired a couple of months ago, and I'm um, three months out of surgery right now, and I feel pretty good. Okay. Your kid, has there been a close call with the kids? Like, you're, you're limping around, and all of a sudden a three-year-old comes dive-bombing your knee? Every day. <laughs> Every day, the three-year-old or the one-and-a-half-year-old wants to jump on me or wants uh-huh. me to lift them. Luckily, I'm getting stronger. At this point, I just need to be, not be an idiot, and I need to uh, not do some kind of weird twisting motion that uh, that rips it but uh, all signs point to a good healthy recovery all right very good well uh we're gonna do a short one today and i got three things for you first of all it's december 9th thank you december 9th <laughs> december 9th 2019 we're about done with the year uh year in review last time i was here we talked about how the last 12 months was the wettest 12 months in recorded history yeah is that continuing on? Like, what, when we look back at the year, what will we remember this year as when it comes to like weather and whatnot? I think we're going to remember it for some extreme event happening almost every single month, taking us through the year. So it all <laughs> it all goes back. So it all kind of starts as we uh, you know look at um, January. And January, it's so far away that a lot of times people forget. Yes. But we had a blast of frigid air. The polar vortex is what it was. Oh, that was when it was, the one day it was like down to 30 below. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the wind chill. So I'll tell you. So it was uh, it was January 30th and January 31st. We had, first, we had a high temperature of one degree. We had <laughs> okay. a low temperature of 13 below. Okay. And we had a wind chill that was close to 30 below zero. <sighs> And this was true back-to-back days. So yeah. we, we began the year uh, with extreme cold, so record-breaking cold. That was a record here in Detroit, in Flint, and in the Tri-Cities area up closer to the thumb. So uh, that's how we started our 2019. <laughs> okay. And and I think uh, shortly after that, like, floods started happening, maybe not in Michigan, but in the Midwest, and it hit us, too. Yeah. So we had, so rainfall-wise, so far this year, we are above average all across the state. I'm talking Detroit, Flint, Jackson, Lansing. Generally, this time of the year, we have about 30 inches of, of precipitation. That's okay. you no know, rain and snow melted. Uh, we we are about five, uh, in some spots, as much as like seven inches above that. And so that helps explain some of the flooding that we had. Yeah. Much of that was in the spring. Yeah. Uh, but if, you're, if we're following from kind of January off to February, in February, we were hit with this freak windstorm. We had a super strong area of low pressure come through, and we had wind gusts over 60 miles an hour everywhere. In Saginaw, we had a 61-mile-an-hour wind gust. In Pontiac, 58. Uh, Adrian, 55. I mean, anywhere you look, you're talking 50 miles an hour, and that was enough to bring uh, uh, power outages. Limbs trees. come down. Exactly. Yeah, it was, yeah. Everything. Tree, entire trees down. Yeah. So that was what we experienced in uh, in February. And we don't live in, in uh, Tornado Alley, so that... That right. we, we, we were like, whoa, hey, what's happening here? Yeah, and we're going to get to tornadoes in a second. <laughs> right, because we're yeah. in March. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So Okay, so now as we start making our way into spring, and if you really break down our spring, it was a very wet year. And 
I looked at the numbers. We picked up about a foot of rain between March, April, and May, but it wasn't the amount of water that we saw. It was how consistent it was. Yeah. We had, and I, I looked at these numbers, we, in March, we had 21 out of 31 days where it rained. That's just like 66% of the month. That's just a bummer of a month is really what that is. Yeah, so then you're like, well, we'll get a break in April. Nope. In April, we had 23 days out of 30 days where it rained. Yeah. And then in May, we had 24 days out of 31 days it rained. And here's here's a byproduct of that. I feel like this year, I don't have quanti- quantifiable evidence. No, but, but your feels. My are, feels, yeah, yeah. Deep in my soul, it felt like I saw way more trees down because the uh, the ground was so uh, softened. Yes. That when, if there was any heavy winds, it was much easier for trees to come down if they were a little, had a little age on them. That's exactly right. So, and, and you know, that's all kinds of problems. You're talking about trees on power lines. You're talking about communities losing power for a week mm-hmm. in stretches of time where you could get a day where the high is only like freezing, you know, 32 yeah. degrees or so. Yeah. That's a stretch of time you do not want to lose power. And we lost power a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of home insurance claims because of that, a lot of you know trees on roofs, on the side of you know, cars, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, the, the spring was an eventful uh, yeah, yeah, and then it. and then so so you're right on the money with that because the ground is wet. So in March, you know our severe weather season is yeah, March kind of classifies, but honestly, it's more like late April and May, and then into June, yeah, where we start getting these real severe weather events. Not this year, and this is what was one of the really strange things about 2019 weather wise. Our severe weather started extremely early. We yeah. had a tornado event March 14th. Four tornadoes touched down. I remember. Uh, Vernon Township was the spot where we ended up taking a bunch of supplies the next morning. And I think it uh, damaged somewhere between 70 and 105 homes. And that was like, you know, like you said, much earlier than you would expect in Michigan. You're right on the money. Uh, an EF2 tornado uh, touched down in Vernon yeah. uh, on that day. And there's three other cities there, Flushing, Genesee Township. And if you didn't get a tornado, you still got hit with severe weather. Yeah. And so that comes with hail, lightning, uh, and even just gusty winds on its own. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, uh, and then I think that was shortly after that was when you and I got on the podcast, and it was like, "What is happening?" Right, <laughs> and so then we were thinking, "Okay, well, maybe the rest of the year will calm down." Right, it did not. No, no. <laughs> so uh, the rest of spring turned out to be very wet, and then as we got into the summer months, July was an extremely active uh, weather month, and people may remember the month began and ended with two big storm systems. One of them uh, on the second of July, one on the twentieth of July. Uh, statewide hail, statewide strong winds. One of the storms kind of just clipped the southern part of Michigan. The other one clipped the northern part. But uh, either way, we dealt with these two massive summer systems, which we were lucky we didn't get a tornado that touched down. Yeah, we were very fortunate. And for uh, on our end, we were looking ahead to hurricane season. And this with this last bit of uh, storm season came into Michigan. It was like, well, whoa, whoa, we're past this now, aren't we? I thought we were done with this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so then we got into hurricane season. Now, in Michigan, uh, there was some wetness but for us that we had a couple major major systems in the gulf that did a ton i uh, beaumont texas in september got 40 inches of rain in three days yeah uh and you know, of course hurricane dorian is one that uh, i'll talk about later in another massive spot, but yeah and so this year i mean can, can 2020 settle down right it never ended yeah and then and then we start getting towards the end of uh, summer and and locally in august it, it kind of calmed down yeah. around here uh which was nice i mean golly we needed a bit of a break but nationally you know, not so much. No. So there were, there were the, of course, the hurricanes, and there were strong storm systems that were impacting the West Coast and then the East Coast, too. Yeah. And it led us right into the into the fall, which was an interesting fall this year. 
all the way to November, where yeah. we had that out of nowhere snowstorm. I mean, we knew it was coming, but goodness gracious. Oh, November 6th was, was or yeah, it was early, early. It was, yeah, where's the date right here? The, um, uh, I think, yeah, the 9th, I want to say. Ninth, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. in the fir- first week or so of yeah, November. Yeah, and uh, we picked up a foot of snow yeah. in, in Ann Arbor, in spots uh, around Detroit and around Macomb. Picking up that much snow in November is a thing that has never happened around here. Yeah. Uh, we've never had a snowstorm that big, that early. Right. Uh, largest November snowstorm in metro detroit history uh nine and a half inches falling at the airport and it brought us to the fourth snowiest november ever in southeast michigan history jeez well all right so let me uh, ask you we're gonna go to a place called nerd corner yeah all right nerd corner i'm gonna ask you and this is an, an anecdotal question so we can cut some space if it takes you a second to re- think of something but tell talk to me about like a ripple effect so this crazy weather that we've had this year did it impact uh, what other industries did it impact that maybe we don't think about when it comes to weather that you've seen in your in, in your following at all? Yeah, so I can tell you um, uh, a, a relationship that I just kind of started having around here was a relationship with the Michigan farmers. Okay, uh, and so I, I was I was lucky enough to be invited to their annual banquet, and they told me, which makes you know a ton of sense, that the nothing impacts them more than the weather. And they said the crazy stuff that's happened this year has impacted them. It has changed their growing seasons completely. Okay, they, some of them were planting or harvesting months earlier or later than they otherwise would have because of the cold temperatures or the wet soil. Uh, a lot of them typically had uh, their their crops harvested well before August, uh, but with the way this year was, August was the only time they had some dry ground to work with. Right. So it it really impacted them and the way that they would normally do things. Thank God. Some of them said they don't know how it happened, but some of their crops, the yield actually was pretty good. Oh, good. Because, yeah, I was worried that that story was going to be followed prices, up with. Yeah. Uh, we, we got nothing. Yeah. And I was going to go, oh, well, okay. Okay, well, that's going to it's gonna hit me in the pocketbook later. Correct. What are the big crops in Michigan that uh, get impacted by that? So what soy, a lot of soy. Okay. Uh, soy, beans, um, still some corn. Uh, there's folks that do corn around here. Dairy. Okay. And this was uh, something that I really hadn't considered as much, but um, animals like the like cows, yeah, uh, fo- uh, folks that work down on the farms, uh, veterinarians that work with some of these animals, say that they specifically remember that polar vortex in January because they were battling frostbite with their animals. Holy and smokes, so you yeah. start talking about frostbite to some of these dairy cows, that's going to drastically change the cost of a gallon of milk. Yes. Or uh, cheese or or any or and it could have ripple effects beyond that. Yeah. And so uh, I think in Nerd Corner we're just setting the table because we want to say that like weather is important but it's more important than just about what am I going to wear today. It's right. important because it impacts industry on top upon industry upon industry. Yeah, and when I was so I spent uh, many years down in New Orleans, I was a, a meteorologist down there and the when those storms get into the Gulf, you're talking oil rigs out there. Yeah. When those have to shut down or get damaged or uh, demolished, uh, you're talking the price of gas spiking because they have one less rig to work on. People's jobs get shifted. They get moved away from their families. I have a friend down there who works on a rig in the Gulf of Mexico, but when that one shuts down, he gets sent somewhere entirely different. He's away from his family for weeks at a time, uh, He's and he's got two kids and a grandkid. Yeah. So it's it's a... There are direct and then more indirect ways that weather can largely impact people's lives. Yeah. And so with that, we have a small announcement today. 
everyone who's listening knows that the Drawcast kind of covers three major areas. We cover uh, philanthropy, we ca- cover creative, and then we cover weather. Uh, and starting in 2020, we're going to start to split this up. And so if you are a listener of the Drawcast, you'll know you'll notice next year that we'll start to have podcasts that are specific to one of those areas. We're going to have Drawcast Philanthropy. I'll be the host of that, and we'll continue to talk about people that are making a giant difference in the world uh, through basic philanthropic uh, endeavors. We're going to have a podcast that's called uh, Drawcast Creative. Uh, one of our other co-hosts, Adam Hill, is going to come on in just a second. We're going to talk about that. But we are thrilled today, Derek, to announce that you will be hosting next year Drawcast Weather. Uh, and basically all of Drawcast Weather will be one giant nerd corner. I love it. <laughs> because we think that it's not just about what do I wear today. It's got uh, all kind of ripple effects in the industries around us. And so uh, I just want to say thanks for taking that time. I'm super excited uh, about it. I'm super excited about the topics we're going to discuss. I've got all these creative thoughts. I haven't even told you some of them yet. (laughs) So hopefully you like them. Well, yeah, I think we'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But I want to talk, yeah, I want to talk about um, what things are happening, and I want to talk about why those things are happening, and we'll kind of break down some of the nitty-gritty science behind it. Um, We'll also talk to some other experts, and we'll bring on other guests to to discuss, to kind of have kind of a chat about what the state of the world is, what the state of the climate is. Things are changing. Things uh, in some industries may be changing past the point of no return. But are we there yet? Yeah. And it'd be good to have, I mean, you live in this world with a lot of other experts in this in this arena. And specifically, there are buzzwords like the Green New Deal or climate change. And next year is an election year. And so hopefully uh, this gives you and others an opportunity to not just talk about what's happening. And then we will talk about the nitty gritty of right now. But we'll also get into the bigger uh, macro of like, how is this impacting uh, and have ripple effects outside of just what's going on today? For sure. Because uh, some folks, uh, as we wrapped up October on a global scale it was uh, the uh, it set the new record for the warmest october uh, on the history of the globe uh, but people in the united states would say well it was pretty cold where i lived and they'd be right so that's a very that's a micro thing on a macro scale so we're not just going to look at what's going on in your backyard maybe not just in your state maybe not just in your country but how about in the globe and the world that you live in there's other there's other parts there's other people and it all plays together in a real big way. Well, we're super stoked. Um, I'm thankful that you're bringing Nerd Corner to the arena. Uh, I'm just kidding. We won't call it that. It's Drawcast Weather. Drawcast Weather with the host, Derek Kevra. I'm excited to see what guests you have. And uh, yeah, let's talk about those creative ideas. Uh, uh, mostly because I'm just, I'll get nerdy myself. I'll shoot you a good email. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I hope everybody can uh, subscribe, check you out next uh, next year. And you'll come on yeah, once a quarter with, uh, with some experts to give the, the macro perspective. Sounds great, Greg. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Derek. Guys, we'll be right back with our other host for next year, Adam Hill, in just a second. All right. Welcome back to the show. We are at part two now. Uh, we have two announcements in one show, which means we have two guests in one show. Uh, appreciate Derek coming on. But now Derek has been replaced and sitting in that seat is the the man you know is the co-host. He is the guest today. We've got some stuff to talk about. His name is Kinda Dr. Adam Hill. That's right. Kinda Dr. Adam Hill. It's great to be back. Yeah, good to have you back. Kinda Doctor is like, what what, what time period should be? It's like, you're almost a doctor. You're not quite. You're kind of a doctor. That's right. You've done most of the doctor stuff. So what's that, a six-month period? That's so the- I've been working on my doctorate, finally finished my dissertation, submitted it, turned it in. Uh, now I'm in the process where I'm between that and defending my dissertation. That'll take place in March 
and then in May I will walk, and then I will officially be doctor. The kind of will drop off. Yeah, the kind of leaves, and then I'll be Dr. Adam Hill, and everyone will have to call me that for like a week. Yeah, or just doctor. You didn't even need, they don't even use your name. Right, just, just doctor. doctor. Yeah. Defend your dissertation. Uh, is, is someone attacking it? Like, is it... Uh, <laughs> Is there a small army? Is this a game? Are you are you actually in a no, board no, game? No, 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 no. There's a there's a small army of people. There's th- like three people. Okay, uh, who will have read it uh, and ingested it deeply? I am sure. Hung on every word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a page turner, and uh, they will then ask me questions and clarify meanings. And they may have some suggestions like, "Hey, can you clean this up a little bit?" or "Can you address this particular question?" and uh, or they can just ask and I, I can answer and they can say, hey, that's great. You're not faking it. Like you are halfway intelligent. Okay. Thanks. And then I can be done. But I would love if in that, in the defense of your dissertation, if someone comes to you and says, hey, what, um, would, you, would you mind fixing this a little bit? And you went, well, am I still a doctor if I don't? <laughs> like, how much fixing do I have? Like you go, you get senioritis at the very, very tail end of the dissertation. Dude, they sent okay. So when I sent in my dissertation, they sent in a thing that quickly kind of says, "Oh yeah, we got it. Thanks. You know, we'll be looking at it." Okay. Followed by an immediate bill, like, "Hey, thanks for submitting this. Now pay." Oh. Uh, because you have to pay to submit your dissertation. It's not enough that you've done the work. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get to yeah. pay for that. And so they send me the bill and it, needless to say, it was a lot of money. You know, it was, it, I don't know what you'd think is a Not lot of money for me. It's a lot of money for me. I'm yeah. a pastor folks. Yeah. Uh, and so like it was, it, it was $3,000 basically just to turn in the dissertation <laughs> and they hit me with this fee. And I'm like, at this point though, I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. I mean, like, it, I'm how many years into this and seventy thousand dollars in? I'm just glad it's not like ten thousand because I probably would have had. I, I mean, like, what am I going to do? Say no at the last moment and nah, just be nah. like, I'm not paying that. That's it. This is a I'm bridge fine too far. Not, I'm fine not reaching <laughs> this goal. Uh huh. And so they had me over a barrel, and I was like, "All right, here's your three thousand bucks. All Thanks right, so for letting me do that work." You follow that was your follow up to uh, it was a pretty obvious follow up to the thing that happened right before it, which was you created, kickstarted, and are in the process of promoting a brand new board game. That's right. Last time you were here, there was seventy two hours left, and we were trying we were trying to push you to was the number three thousand was that the number uh, the three uh, three thousand backers, and we got to three thousand backers and then some. Wow! Uh, I ended up making around two hundred, just shy of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, so I made someone else a quarter of a million dollars, uh, and then finished yeah, you my very, dissertation. For clarity, you get a very tiny percent of that. A very tiny percentage. Yeah, yeah. So people, people are like, "So, are you going to retire?" You know, like, people at my church are a little concerned. They're like, "So, are you going to retire?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't think I'm there yet." And they're like, "But like, is it something you could think about?" And I'm like, "Okay, take your salary mm-hmm. and add eighty five hundred dollars to it." Could you retire? Are you ready to retire? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then neither am I. <laughs> Welcome to board game design, friends. Uh-huh. Um, no, it's it's a good time. But we, we did that. It is funny because in my dissertation, they asked me, you know, the last thing you have to turn in is a curriculum vitae, which is sort of like an educational resume. Okay. And in that curriculum vitae, they have this section where they say, hey, what all of you published? And they mean like academic journal uh, articles or books. 
And I'm pretty sure they weren't looking for me to say, like, hey, I made this board game that got published. <laughs> right. But I totally did. So yeah. we'll see how they like that or if they ask me to remove it. But I thought it was funny. So it would be funny. It, and it reminds me of like someone who's trying to fill their resume, but they've only had one job. You know, they're 17. They're like, yeah, I volunteered this one, you know, stuff for the publish. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, I did like a children's book when I was in fourth grade. And tried <laughs> was published by the local like PTA. They agreed to publish like so many of them. And mine <laughs> right. was one of those. And, yeah. Well, I hope they're impressed by it because I think it's impressive the one-two punch that you just pulled off a dissertation and a board game in a two-month span. And they don't really seem to go together. And let us not forget your original nickname when you started co-hosting the show, which was the Connoisseur of Memes. The Connoisseur of Memes. And you've somehow, you've kept that up through these other, is it like, is your Instagram account like your escape so that you're like, all right, or is it? Does it get you going for other things when you're writing other stuff? I don't I don't know. I don't really connect it and think about it a whole lot other than I really enjoy finding things that make me laugh. Okay. And sharing those to help other people get a laugh and kind of just bring some positivity to people's day. And so I enjoy on Instagram uh, just providing a small chuckle to people. Uh, and I, I like to search those out because I like to find things that make me laugh. Well – you, you try to put a smile on people's face, but some of those are not smile worthy. Like the the girl who hit the steel beam when she was running through the stream <laughs> that I felt in my central nervous system every time she hits her head on okay, steel. Smile worthy to some, <laughs> to some to a demented few. They they smile, right? <laughs> Me and the super producer on board. <laughs> people harming themselves uh, in in funny ways. Yeah, especially if there's someone my trying age. to find out if they're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They good. Okay, I can laugh now, right? Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. So uh, that's three things that you're doing. They're all creative endeavors. So I've always thought this about you. This is why I asked you originally, hey, you should come on the podcast. You, you're like, you call Danny the super producer. You're like the super creator. You, you, like, you're always kicking something out. Why? What, what is it about you that you're like, I'm, I'm a producer of something, Um is it just like, have you, has that always happened? Or is it like one thing builds on another and you're like, I'm going to write this and I'm, I'm going to create this. And then what about this concept? And like, why, why, why creativity? Why is that the thing that's your thing? I don't know. I, th- I think for me, um, I've always kind of, I don't know, I always kind of have this drive or this, this, this felt calling to sort of express myself and express myself creatively. And I think that it's kind of the balance to uh, all of the normal stuff I do. Okay. Like the general run of the mill of life. Taking and Cooper to is, soccer practice or whatever. Right, yeah. taking, taking my son to soccer practice, um, whether or not it's going to meetings at work or, what you know, all the things that I kind of have to do in my day-to-day life. I find this creative outlet that lets me sort of express a little bit about myself and a little bit about the world I want to see and, and the kind of place I want to live in. And it lets me say something about that. And I don't even need to say it so that someone else will hear it. Okay. You know, I, I just, I, I just, it's a, it's a part of just, I don't know, being myself and being true to myself is saying it in some way. And so, you know, another one of the things that I've always done is music. Okay. Right. Right. Um, and I know that, I know that Danny drums, I know, I know you play some keys and I, I like to play guitar and I like to sing and stuff, but, um, a lot of the music that I record and that I've written and stuff, no one ever hears. And it's, and it's uh, cause I'm, I'm not playing it for them. Yeah. I'm so playing you, it for me. Like some, you know, it, it's someday you'll die, and two, you'll be like Tupac. Like they'll re- they'll release all <laughs> this like hidden 
uh, stuff that you've recorded, and it'll like it'll keep coming out, and they'll be like, "Is Adam still alive?" Because like there's still music being put out here. I'm gonna guess it won't be quite that big of a deal, uh, <laughs> my music. But you know, if 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 that's how it happens, it's that's fine. It's yeah, fits. I mean, no doubt what I'm doing is artistically gifted as much. Yeah, as as what? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Uh, it, I was like, I was ready to go down that road. You were, like, yeah, that was let's, a support. You're a go supportive there. friend. Yes, <laughs> who is willing to work through changes in circumstances and course uh-huh. correction. I didn't and see I that. I appreciate happening. that. Yeah. Well, I I try to be creative, but like as we were talking about off mic, my creativity usually is not something like I'm going to express myself in like a new and kind of interesting way. It's usually like here's a piece of an idea. Here's another piece of an idea. Here's another piece of an idea. And I've always said that like, I, if there's, if we're all one big body, I'm like one of the joints. I'm like the elbow that brings the two pieces, you know, like the forearm and the bicep together. All right. You know, I'm the, I'm, I'm bringing the calf and the thigh. Like I like to bring in those things together. I don't know if I buy that. I mean, you're, you made a pretty great nonprofit agency and you've created uh, all kinds of, you created this podcast, you've created all kinds of neat, opportunities and fundraisers for people to uh, participate in and also help with this vision that you have to help a bunch of people. So I don't know that I buy that you're not completely creative, uh, but I appreciate that you think that somehow I'm doing better work than the <laughs> ligaments in your body. <laughs> well, yeah, I I just think that uh, the things that I create are like, I, I, it's it's pulling uh, the existing pieces in the ethos together, whereas a lot of the stuff that uh, like the people that I admire who are creative, like yourself, feels like it. It's not like you're taking you're not taking pieces and then putting them together. It's like you're creating a whole new thing a lot of times. And so yeah. it, it, maybe from the outside it seems that way. Maybe you don't see that. Well, but- no. I mean, I think there's different kinds of creativity, and 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 I think there's a lot of people who sell their own creativity short because it's not originality. Right. Um, or, you know, or it's, it doesn't seem as original as something else. But I mean, the reality is there's nothing really original anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, like uh, I'm writing songs that everyone writes, yeah. you know, that are four chords and, you know, whatever's on my mind. Like that, that, that that's the basics of, of, of songwriting. That's the there's nothing amazing that's happening there. But at the same time, you know, it's it, it isn't an original art piece. It's something that no one else has made, you know, and I right. wrote that paper and no one else wrote it, you know. So, I mean, there's some originality that's to it. But, what I mean, one of my favorite quotes, though, okay, is um, by W.H. Auden. Now, he's a poet okay. um, yep. that I yep. really enjoy. And, and he said, you know, most authors aim for originality, which is something that you ought not aim at. Okay. And they miss the opportunity to aim at authenticity, which is absolutely something you should aim at. Huh. And so I just try when I create to be my most authentic self. Okay. And it's not necessarily that I've made something so original that no one's ever thought of it before or attempted it before, but that I try to make it my most authentic piece of work. Yeah. Uh, that 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 it's it's something from me and it's really mine. It's uh, a- and and I think that that's that's to me a more helpful understanding of how creativity should work and what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you're putting out stuff that's authentically kind of Dr. Adam Hill. Like that's <laughs> it's got that patent. Like oh yeah, all over it. Yeah, it came straight from the kind of doctor. So all over it. Yeah. Well, we brought you here. We we don't take too much more time, but we do have a big announcement. We just announced Derek uh, that we're splitting this podcast off into the three things that originally made it what it was: weather, creativity, and philanthropy. And and Derek will be our host of Drawcast Weather. But we brought you on today because we wanted to announce that starting in 2020, you will be the host of Drawcast Creative. That's uh, we've been building all this up just to make that one announcement. Um, when you are bringing people on to talk about creativity, what kind of what 
what do you envision those conversations even where do they even start well in a lot of ways i'm fascinated with that same question of why do you create but also uh how does what you're doing you know connect to that authenticity piece and connect to um why you're creating like the world around you like what what kind of world are you trying to build right because okay. because there there's a part of that that you're pushing beyond yourself in order to say here is something that I think needs to be in the world right and yeah. so I've already talked with uh several different folks that I plan on having on the show whether they're woodworkers uh and creators in that medium yeah. I've talked to a few people who um are engineers and, and create in ways that we wouldn't necessarily think oh that's a creative position um, no, but it absolutely but is. That, yeah. Oh, absolutely, because they're that, you know that they have the ability to make things work that I couldn't make work. <laughs> uh, I've talked to musicians. I've talked to other game designers. I've talked. So you, you, this is really going to be a pretty broad. Uh, category of what it means to be making something, and I've got this other friend uh, Richard who talks. About, you know, his his he has a thing that he calls "make something awful," uh, and, <laughs> and it's basically be really bold and just create. Don't yeah. worry about the quality. Okay. Um, and I and I I may even talk to him and see if he can come on and share some insights. He's a pretty cool guy. Uh, but it's just it's this idea that I want to explore of what drives people to create, and then how do they understand their creativity and what it what it means in their world okay right and i really want to ask that question and then some of them I'll, I'll talk to may be even entrepreneurs where i'm where i'm saying okay how have you turned this into uh something that you're doing a livelihood yeah, yeah. of business how have you turned this into a side hustle what is you know and and how does that relate to what it is that you're creating yeah you know and to the process does that help it does it hurt it does it make it a job does it you know does it inspire you does it motivate you you know and so i, I want to get some of that as well um and i and i really just almost a social history of creativity kind of thing like i want to know the stories of why not just what you made and the factual evidence of when it was made yeah you know i want to i want to get into the whys and the stories behind some of the things well, as I said, again, off mic, I said that uh, this will be one of the podcasts that will be like one of my first listens. It'll be at the top of my subscribe list, not just because I'm a supporter of the Drawcast, but like these are the kind of conversations that I think can lead to, can inspire people who may be on the precipice of like, should I do this? Should I not do this? When you talk about the why and the social history and, 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 and how people who are doing it, how they got there in the first place, I think it will inspire people to potentially do something awful, but maybe occasionally do something awesome. You exactly. Know? So um, I'm excited for that, and I think it's going to be a nice combination with the other two aspects of what make the Drawcast, with whether it's uh, how giving back to the world impacts the world, or whether it's about whether it's about weather, uh, right? <laughs> which is kind of what makes us personally unique. So um, thank you for taking, you know, I mean, you're not that busy. I'm, I'm glad that we got you to fill some of your time because you I caught mean, me at the right time. I caught you the right time. You've only got a few more board games to push through the system. You've got, you've got to apparently defend things. I don't want to write anything. I don't think in the future, because it turns out you have to defend things. If you have to, if you write them, you do. Yeah, um, you do. Defense, defense has never been a strong suit of mine. So, and criticism comes so much easier than craftsmanship. <laughs> <laughs> it is so much easier to yeah, complain and tear something down. Yeah, yeah. I could be that guy. I could be the guy that's like, "What do you mean by this?" Um, no, but I, I think this is going to be a fun time. So, anyway, thanks for uh, taking a, a bold step. We've been doing this for a year and a half, and we thought we would take it in a new direction by splitting off and making it a little more niche, and I, I like the niche where you're going. So. Hey, I really appreciate you asking me. I really appreciate being a part of this team, and I love the work that Draw does, and I love you know, this question yeah. of why do people make things, and why do they make what they make, and what's their, what's their passion all about? Awesome. So I love exploring that. Well, we're excited for the first episode in uh, early 2020. 
All right, guys, uh, that'll be it for the show. Thanks for checking out our big announcement show. And uh, like I said, starting next year, you'll see Drawcast Weather with Derek Kevra. You'll see Drawcast Creative with Kinda Dr. Adam Hill. And you'll see Drawcast Philanthropy. uh, And in that, you're still stuck with me. So with all three of those, we'll see you in 2020. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. uh, What else is in there? Uh, when is flag day i don't know when flag day it is, is definitely not in Dece- no, late december not flag day okay um anyway have yourself a great winter time we'll see you in a month or two uh happy new year